The stronger the grasp, the greater the distortion of perception and judgment. Wake up, fuckos. It's a beautiful day to be alive. It is Joe, your host with the most Joe. And if you are listening on Spotify, you know what to do. If you're listening on Apple, you know what to do. And today, I'm actually joined by somebody I just recently had on my radar. Uh, so he's actually connected with uh, my new friend, Sammy V, who I just did an episode with that you can check out after you're done listening to this one. And it, it, I got connected, and I learned about this guy's business and what he's doing, and I'm like, this shit is dope. He's been featured on No Jumper. He's making huge waves. He's got a really cool brand. So everybody, please welcome. Kimmit Dank, the creator of the Big Blunt Buddy. Dude, Kimmit, thank you so much for hanging out with me, bro. Ooh, man, I'm glad to be here, man. That was a beautiful introduction, too. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, man. Thank, thank you. you. Oh, dude, for sure, man. So how's your day going? Where you where you uh where you streaming from, man? Pretty good, man. I'm uh I'm from Baltimore, but I'm actually in New York right now. Like I'm Ooh. doing a pop-up tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, here, that's man. what's up, man. Dude, hell yeah. I got a homegirl that lives over in Jersey. Let me know the info of where you're popping up. I'll send the info her way so that way she can maybe like come and check it out for sure shout out to priscilla yeah, you, <laughs> hell yeah dude yeah. that's what's up she's gonna be in brooklyn and shit but i'll shoot you the info that's, you know that's her that's her spot she loves brooklyn that's that's perfect. that's her spot man that's perfect man so i want to like uh so like i kind of want to just get started on your journey in cannabis you know since this is kind of mm-hmm. a cannabis bridge show you know connecting everybody from you know the cannabis world to the rest of the world let's just go ahead and get right. started on you know like tell the world a little bit about yourself first man let's get started on who you are well my name is kim and dank you know i've been in uh the underground music scene for a while i'd say since like i don't know 2012 2013 mm. and from there, I kind of like transition, transition into doing like short film work and stuff like that. Nice. But recently, like, um, I started this plush line called Big Blunt Buddy, which was how we came to know each mm-hmm. other. And uh, it's just been like taking off. I started it about September of last year. And then, like, ever since then, like, the ball's kind of just been rolling, you know? Hell yeah, but, dude. Well, it's a, it's a beautiful. dope brand, man. It's a dope brand. I'm not, I'm really not surprised that it's, uh, progressing in the way that it is for sure, man. Cause like once I learned about it, I was like, this dude's going to fucking be huge because these things are amazing. I love the, the big you. blunt buddy. So we're going to dive into that in just a second. What I really want to do is everybody that comes on the show, you got to share your first time that you ever used cannabis. So I want to know about the, tell me the story of the first time you ever got high, man. Let's go ahead and start yeah. in the genesis of your experience and your love for the plant well i say the first time because you know a lot of people have the experience where like they smoke you know mm-hmm. for the first time but they don't actually get high because yeah. they don't like know how to inhale or, yes like, what yeah to do type of shit. so the first time i actually smoked i didn't get high because like i just took some weed i stuffed it in a bowl and then I just like hit it one time, didn't even fully inhale. And when it went black, I was like, oh, this is done. So I just dumped it out. Like, <laughs> I wasted so much weed and didn't even get high. But the first time I actually got high, I actually burnt the entire nug that I stuffed into the bowl and inhaled. 
and like the world just went into like slow motion for me like i called like a friend on the phone and i was watching like a boondocks episode the boondocks <laughs> episode was only 30 minutes but it felt like eight hours that i was talking to him on the phone while the episode was playing like it was beautiful man that's amazing isn't that crazy how like your first experiences with weed how all of your senses are at like just like complete overdrive like everything yes. kind of slows down and for some reason it seems like everything's really loud like when you're first smoking like why does everything get so fucking loud i remember like uh, i could tell like if my friend was like too stoned before he went to sleep because i turn on the tv and the volume's all like on one (laughs) like it'd be like on one or two exactly and i've been in that experience like like the next morning my mom's like why was the tv turned down so low why it was i couldn't even hear it when i turned it up and i'm just like oh i just i thought i heard something and then i didn't turn it back up i turned the you think of some sort of little excuse off the fly you know oh for sure and so it's just been kind of like off ever since then you just been smoking ever since nice entry to my journey and so Maybe since you're today. hell yeah. So since your first, uh, so since your first like, experience is like that, you know, whenever it's highly sensitive and everything, how has your relationship evolved? Because obviously, right now, there's a very different global perception of cannabis. So how would right. you say that your relationship with the plant has kind of evolved since then? Well, to be honest, like even around that time, like I had like been diagnosed with like ADHD since I was like super super young. And, you mm. know, this is like. A lot of stigma about that, you know, like as a thing in itself. Mm-hmm. But I felt like when I started getting into cannabis, like later in my years, it actually helped me like calm my brain down and kind of focus on the things I was doing, you know. So mm-hmm. I kind of started using it as like a medicine, like when I got further into it and like recreation too. But mm-hmm. overall, like it helped me in different aspects of my life, like medicinally and recreationally. So nice. It's kind of been like a beautiful journey for sure. So as you started learning about the, the, as you started learning more about yourself and your own like kind of ailments, you started kind of learning how cannabis can help those sorts of things. Exactly. Nice. So nice. It more into like, you know, like, a loving thing like it wasn't mm-hmm. just like something to do for fun but it was also something that like helped me you know exactly i find that really interesting how all of us kind of went through a very similar pathway with it like it started as this mm-hmm. kind of like fun thing to do with your friends you get high you just kind of you know right. just do your thing you're chilling and then as you start to grow and you start to learn more about yourself you start to realize that holy shit this is actually helping me with a lot of these things exactly. because you know like you're starting to realize because i'm very i'm very similar i have a, a shit ton of energy i have a lot of i have like a lot not a lot of like i have certain types of anxiety you know and like and right. i have like not really like a social anxiety but i have you know i just get really anxious really really fast because i have so much fucking energy and we right. we just kind of helps like just kind of bring it down to like a you know kind of an even plane I like to say, like, my brain is like a fucking, it's like a hurricane that's just like fucking blowing everything all over the place. And then uh-huh. weed, and then weed just kind of slows it down to like a small thunderstorm, basically. Just kind of like it just, it just kind of tames the storm down a little bit because that kind of slows everything down. But oddly enough, I get a lot of energy when I smoke still. That's the, that's the, that's the crazy thing. And I find that I get more tired if I don't smoke. So maybe it's just kind of something that my body's just sort of adapted to that way. Yeah, I definitely feel you. For me, it's just, like, certain strains have, like, mm-hmm. a different effect on me. Like, I feel like everybody's different, you know? But definitely. for me, like, 
when I smoke a sativa, like, it's, like, super light. Like, it's, like, an intense, like, heavy high. So, mm-hmm. like, it'll give me energy in the sense that I'm high, but it's not, like, you know, like, I'm fighting a sleepiness or anything. Like, yeah. Indica. But personally, I'm an indica person. So, during the day, like, I love to smoke some indica because, like, that, like, psychedelicness of it just, like, keeps me awake, personally. For sure. And I, I... Exactly. And I'm, I'm honestly, I'm right there with you. I'm an indica guy. Like, I, I just, I love, like, honestly, my favorite favorite way to smoke still is freaking og kush rolled up into like a classic great blunt you know like that's like that's you know like you can't really get much more west coast than that (laughs) i'm from baltimore bro so i grew up like i think in baltimore straight chocolate dutch masters and sour diesel like dude i love dutch masters bro like that's actually what i normally use yeah, dude, that's what I normally started using. So my homeboy, uh, Brandon from the show Park and Spark, definitely check him yeah. out. If you're in Portland, you should hit him up and try to come on Park, get on Park and Spark. It'd be a great show Hell to promote yeah, your brand, dude. Hit him up because it would be a great, great time. He's a dope person. He got me turned on to the Dutches because I never actually. Oh, yeah. So what I like to do is um, whenever you and I hang out in person, when you come out west uh-huh. again, um, when we kick it, like we're going to definitely roll up a Dutch because like that's, that's what yeah. I like to do. Classic. I like I like to smoke. I like to smoke blunts. And so I asked him i was like well what kind of wraps do you like i'm gonna roll us a blunt and then he was like um what was funny is because i i'd never smoked dutches or optimos at that point and so uh, like he said he said swisher dutch optimo but he didn't like separate it with commas so i thought it was like one right, thing and thing. i'm like i was like damn that's i was like that's crazy i was like i can't i don't know i was yeah <laughs> right they call that the super rap that's fucking <laughs> that would be crazy and so like i just felt like a jackass when i was like hey man all i got was a dutch and he's like no that's perfect and i'm like oh okay perfect right. <laughs> and, I was like, yeah, and then he i just gave you his preferences exactly yeah. he just said hey one of these and i was like okay and i thought it was all like the same basically brand and so right. uh but I, I started basically smoking on duchess since then i'm not a big giant fan of woods i'm not a i'm not right. a i'm not a huge fan of backwoods man i've been through like a crazy transition with like what i roll up in like i started with like the bullshit of the bullshit like computer paper mm. top paper <laughs> then i escalated into like cigarellos and uh like dutch masters and shit mm-hmm. but from there that's when i transitioned in the backwoods because one they were bigger like you mm-hmm. could put more weed in it and like the smoke was like a little lighter because it didn't have like the cancer paper in it and shit mm, okay but, from there, I kind of fell back from backwards and went into like a frontal leaf, kind of like just a slim strip of tobacco. I'll just base it in a uh, raw paper and just like roll mm. as much as I want in that. That's that's a dope yeah, idea. Hell yeah! So you yeah, just man, it's fire. It's super fire. I need to try that. So you just get like just like a full on just like a little strip of tobacco leaf, and then you yeah, because just... you know about the frontal leaf, right? Like the huge ass mm-hmm. tobacco leaf. So yeah, backs, yeah, you just like cut like. I said like an inch, an uh, inch wide, and maybe like six inch long strip. Put it in a raw paper. And yeah, just roll it up. Well, and the cool thing yeah. about doing it that way is you can customize your own blunt wrap size. Like you could be exactly. like, you could like, you know what? I'm just kind of feeling like a little, like you know, maybe just like a gram and a half, or like was, I'm smoking right. a whole eighth. You know, exactly. <laughs> yeah. a whole eighth of tobacco and shit. Like yeah. you can do whatever you want. That's fucking crazy. That's fucking dope, man. So like, uh, so since you kind of go back and forth between the East Coast and the West Coast, what? How uh-huh. do you see the difference in the cannabis culture between the two places? Well, I feel like the East Coast didn't really get, like, a sense of freedom in the cannabis space until, like, 
2013, 14 ish, because mm. we didn't even have anywhere that was medical and rec at the same time until DC went rec in like mm. 2012. So, like, we didn't have anything. New York, Florida, like, none of them were rec. So, I feel like that was kind of like the hub for like, all right, like the East Coast actually has like some solidarity in the cannabis space now that DC is like taking it se- seriously. And that's like the hub of the whole country, you know? Mm. But um, yeah, around that time, like we really started to like make a presence like East Coast wise. And I feel like honestly, that's a lot of the reason that Maryland even wind up going medical, Florida wind up going medical. Virginia wound up going wreck last year. Like, so, you know, it's kind of like a wall building up where the East Coast is just becoming like similar to how the whole West Coast is wrecked right now, you know? Okay. Was there anybody that, like, so since uh, DC, because I mean, I, I found it a little weird that DC would like became wrecked so fast. Like, yeah, it was like 2012. Yeah. And, and that really threw, early. that really threw a lot of people off guard and shit about that. So, did was there any sort of like weirdness on the East Coast? about that people were like why the fuck dc and not us not well to be honest yeah i did feel that way in maryland to be honest Mm because we're like 30 45 minutes away from dc so it's like Mm -hmm. you know why are we not even medical and they just went wreck like that's gonna drive traffic there you know yeah oh you can do whatever here like you know and i feel like that would put a lot of damage to the surrounding areas like around baltimore and shit because you would have more product moving through these areas to get to dc right so I feel like exactly. that would that would kind of like end up creating like a like almost like yeah that would end up creating a lot more tension between the two areas and it would just end up you know bro and there was already tension between Maryland and DC since before I was alive Oh really? <laughs> so this just yes this I didn't know about that. that tension. Why is there yeah, Why is there tension? Well, it's just um, just because Loki was so close together, like mm. we're like 30, 45 minutes apart, that like people who don't live in Baltimore would be like, I live 15 minutes away from DC, but you don't know what this is, so I'm going to tell you I'm from Baltimore because <laughs> mm. you know what that is. Or people that live in Maryland that live uh, like right at the DC line might be like, Oh, you don't know what part of Maryland I'm from, so I'm just gonna tell you DC because I'm closer to that, you know. Mm. So it kind of like made a divide where like these people are saying they're from here, but they're really not. And these people have a certain style of music that's getting associated with us, but because DC is like club music, go go, sorry, where they like play live instrumentation and kind of do like great beat music. Oh, okay. Dance to it. And Baltimore has club music, which is more like upbeat, kind of like two-step like super fast-paced type stuff but you know it was kind of like a beef between regionality and the music at the same time since before i was born like i said that's crazy i had i had no idea about that so did that cause any sort of like issues if you were someone from baltimore that was in dc like was it were you like Uh, like, low-key really okay niggas was getting pressed (laughs) heavy especially like in the 90s and shit like Mm. Even when I was a little kid, low key, like it would be like an issue. It's like people would be talking shit about both sides and shit. Well, I feel like the during the during the nineties would probably be even much worse because you had the East Coast West Coast rivalry going on. Mm-hmm. So there's already a lot of tension going on, and then people are looking right. for somebody to have beef with just so they can kind of right. join in on the action. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Like I so feel it's like just like a funnel into like even deeper seated shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is why you know a lot of those uh, like you know the people from freaking bad 
Boy and then a couple of people from Death Row and those labels were like, dudes, we gotta stop fighting. <laughs> like this is right. causing it's like, too like much going it's on. Too, it's fucking the whole world up. It's getting shit. too like, real. It's yeah. it's so crazy how like freaking how hip hop and music um, like how a music genre had so much impact on two different sides of the country. You know, mm-hmm. like it's it's really interesting to see how like all of that stuff played out, you know, with Tupac getting killed right. and the whole night that it happened in Vegas and then mm-hmm. with Biggie getting killed and everything. And like whenever right. and they're it, like months apart, and shit. it was it was so close. Like, I think yeah, I think it was less than a year apart. I think like it was right. very, very close together. That's really crazy. So how old are you? I forgot to ask that. Oh, I'm, uh, I just turned 28. This oh, month, okay. Bro. Okay. Nice. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So I was like super young when all that shit was going on. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like my I, research honestly, I'm only 31. So like, I'm, I'm, I'm not right. that, I'm not that much older than you at all, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, no kidding. So you were talking about the ways that people like to smoke out there with the chocolate Dutches and the, uh, the mm-hmm. sour diesel. So what's your favorite strain? I mean, you're a, you're an Indica guy. So what's your favorite strain to smoke? Um, well, my all-time favorite, if I had to pick one, I would say either Purple Hindu Kush or uh, Jaeger, a.k.a. Jaegermeister, which mm-hmm. is also <laughs> arguably Purple <laughs> Hindu Kush. Those are both amazing strains. I love love purple hindu kush like that's honestly one of my favorites too bro like like i said og kush is definitely top for me but purple hindu kush is right up there and then next in line yeah dude and next in line is actually a sativa which is blue city diesel i love me some blue city diesel dude it's and it's it's not really one you can find a whole lot anymore but it's it's really good No. Yeah, I haven't even seen it in a few years, Loki. Like it's mm-hmm. been a minute. Well, there's just something about those Kush plants. Like it's just they grow differently. There's a different sort of high that hits it. I don't know. It's almost like right. there's like a there's a Hindu energy behind it whenever you're hey, smoking. That's yeah. how I feel. Like that's what connected me to it because like I was big on that. Like when I first got into smoking and shit, so I was like, damn, this is it. Like, yeah, dude. You like just I found the one. Roll up a freaking J or some good Hindu Kush. Light up a Nag Champa. <laughs> sit there yeah, and just freaking roll up that's hell yeah i, I love uh-huh do you, do you like to burn nag champa i just started recently yeah, burning hell it. yeah low-key like i had smelled it all my life and never like kind of knew what the name was mm-hmm. until like i got like my teen years and i just smelled it one day i was like oh i know what this is like, same, I was all my life. <laughs> it was that and patchouli too like i knew mm. what patchouli was like i thought the smell but i didn't know the name until one day like, i saw some incense with the names like oh shit my uncle used to smell like yep this. yep <laughs> exactly freaking uh patchouli and um freaking uh nag champa were like smells of my childhood for sure because right. i remember Classic. going to my friends houses and their parents were always burning it because my 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 family didn't but my friends like parents always were in their house and i was right. always like your house smells so good <laughs> like it right. always it's smells like so good. <laughs> exactly and i was always like i was always asking my mom like why can't our house smell like that <laughs> not not knowing they were just freaking getting high the whole right. time <laughs> it's like there was a reason. And you come home smelling like it too. Like, yeah, you smell like patchouli and dude. Yeah, yeah. Whenever I, um, uh, yeah, I think 
think I said it wrong, Pachulia. Yeah, my bad. I think I said it wrong earlier. But um, mm-hmm. whenever I was a kid, I, when I was like a teenager, I used to burn. I, I burned Nag Champa in my room before I even started smoking weed, just because I liked the way oh, it smelled. Shit. So luckily, right. when I did start smoking, there was no suspicion because I was already burning. Yeah. <laughs> I was already burning incense. <laughs> it was an easy transition. Exactly. It got to a point where my posters and like my walls just smelled like Nag Champa permanently. Yeah, like damn. I didn't even have to freaking like it because I lived in that apartment for six years, like mm. from from thirteen to nineteen. So I mean, imagine just you know, base and for and I started burning Nag Champa at fourteen. So like, <laughs> yeah, like, like, so, like yeah, like just five years of just Nag Champa getting burned in the room and shit, and just making it smell yeah. all peaceful and good. And then even before I would smoke weed, I would like light a Nag Champa, turn on like a black light, and listen to like Pink Floyd or something like that. Oh, like shit. basically yeah, lived in the 1970s. Right yeah, <laughs> basically. <laughs> when I was in high school, I looked like I just stepped off the set of Days and Confused. Like I mean, I oh, I would shit. be wearing like one of my favorite movies. It's too. a great movie, isn't it? But I would have like, because I had like really shaggy hair. I would wear like Led Zeppelin, Aerosmith. And, you know, I didn't even wear a lot of tie dye. I just wore a lot of no classic way. rock band shirts. Like you know, right. I just and so everybody already thought I smoked weed before I even smoked weed. <laughs> yeah, they start hanging with the Matthew McConaughey. Like, you got a joint. It'll be a lot cooler, cooler if you did. did. <laughs> I love that. He's just like, yeah. oh, that. That's like one of my favorite characters in any movie of all time. I just love Same, his bro. dialogue. Where he's just like, I, he's like, I tell you what, you should go ahead and ditch those losers and come hang out with me. But that's all right. We'll talk about that later. I love love that fucking movie so much. So you had like you know uh, quite a, like a journey into the cannabis industry before you started Big Blunt Buddies. Did you uh-huh. did you work in cannabis at all before then? Um, Even any? No, not professionally, but I had just always been in the world, just growing up smoking, mm-hmm. you know. And like I said, like I, um, I've been doing music for a while since like 2013, and my name's Kim and Dank, so like my name is kind of always like synonymous with the cannabis brand. Yeah, know? let's. Like, how did you get that name? How did you come up with the name Kim um, and Dank? I went through a weird, like, little period where I was trying to figure out my name. Like, I went through hella different options. And I just felt like Dank was just, like, the simplest one, you know? Just because it's, like, associated with some super good shit, which I love. Mm-hmm. And my name is Kemet and shit, so it was just, it was perfect. Hell yeah, dude. It's, it's a cool name. I like it a lot. That's a that's a good that's a good brand name, for sure. <laughs> Thank you, man. That's like, awesome. I've, I've had it for a while since, like, 2011, so, mm-hmm. like... Back then, it was like, you know, it was an iffy space for weed at the time. But now it's just like weed is damn near mainstream. At this it's, point. It's, like, it's both good and annoying as fuck at the same time. Right. Like, exactly. you know, and I feel like a lot of us, like I've said multiple times on the podcast, like a lot of us that got our boots muddy in the cannabis scene are just kind of seeing like this so, like slow corporate celebrity takeover. And we're just kind of right. like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> like, we're like, you guys all treated us like criminals. And now all of a sudden right. you want to just hang out and smoke weed together. No, fuck you, exactly. man. <laughs> like it's normal and shit. Like, exactly. But like they've all, been doing it all their lives. Man. Right. Right. And then, but there's also another side where it's like, you don't want their negative energy to change you. So it's really hard mm-hmm. to fight through that urge, you know, when you want to tell someone right. to go fuck themselves. You know, it's 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 a really it's a really hard thing, you know, but then also at the same time, it's like, don't be punked out, but also be welcoming and just, you know, you can low key say mm-hmm. I told you so, 
you know like right. i think but, you know you can just use like the resources that they provide and yeah to your advantage you know? yeah for sure exactly especially if you're using it for a good cause most definitely right. you know and then, then if, you're like combating their evil uh-huh exactly and then also i i am a firm believer that weed and karma just go hand in hand like there's just Thanks. there there's there's something about it i mean everybody that's listening you like you included everybody that freaking has ever like run out of weed isn't it crazy how somehow miraculous you end up a friend hooks you up like mm-hmm. you could like there's been so many occasions more times than I can count to wherever I was completely out of weed and then randomly right. like an hour later some one of my friends like hey man you want to meet up over here and smoke with me mm-hmm. like hey man I'm gonna come by and smoke you out or something you're like dude like that's crazy <laughs> that's exactly what I mean. yeah. yeah and it changes the course of your whole day too like mm-hmm. it's kind of like a blessing you know that yes. like, came out of nowhere yes you, you know okay you can you can do this. You can keep yes. going. You know? And that's and that's a good I want to piggyback on that because that's a good point. And that's like what people should do because you should be, you know, like you should be making it like socially and you should be sharing it and everything like that. Right. You know, because it's the most annoying thing when you're around like a selfish stoner. Like I never mm-hmm. ever understood that. Like you have someone that's sitting there like smoking like right in front of you and not passing it right. over, and then they're just like, No, I'm just gonna smoke this. It's like to do it in another right. room, man. Like that's just rude. Exactly. Like <laughs> yeah especially like if like you're the only one that's smoking like you're the only one that has any and then you're just sitting there in a room full of potheads not sharing it like that's just a dick move like in my eyes dude for real for real like i mean i had roommates that were like that they would just be oh, like, hell, you no, know, different. Not roommates. dude. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was it was crazy, man. This yeah, is you breathe the same air. Can't even breathe on the same. Floor. That's crazy. <laughs> no, right. We share a bathroom, dude. Like crazy, <laughs> I grew up bro. in a house of females and I used to get yelled at for putting the toilet seat down. And I'm like, I used to get yelled at for right. leaving it up. So I always naturally put it down and <laughs> be like, right, bro, yeah, don't do that. And then they don't share their weed and shit. Fucking dickheads, man. But like, you know, it's it, but those blessings, they come at your most you know they they always come at like you know the time you need them most and like you said it kind of gives you like a boost of energy when you have those right. little blessings that come but what i was trying to get at is like it's important for people to realize that and be you know generous so that way those blessings will come their way because like i said mm-hmm. karma and we just go hand in hand and you know you freaking if you share a lot you're going to end up finding that you get shared with a lot like exactly. even with people outside your circle, like you could right. end up uh, exactly. Yeah. And it happens to me all the fucking time. Like I'm freaking constantly getting people on the podcast and getting them super baked. And then when they come over and like we would smoke <laughs> out and shit and I'm uh, constantly sharing my weed with people. Like if my neighbors are out, I'll go and give her a couple nugs or something. But then also I know that whenever I'm out, these people will do the same because that's exactly. just what we do. We take care of one yeah, another. Exactly. Exactly. And then even some of the selfish ones i'll even throw them a bowl i'm just not expecting anything in return at that point it's literally right. just a it's like donating to a non-profit you're like i don't know where this is gonna go but here you go exactly man so how did you st- the- well, go ahead man oh no no go ahead bro i was just saying that's the beautiful part of just like a space like that in general like oregon is just a beautiful place bro like there's a lot of love there for sure there really is man and oregon luckily is like we've just been so ahead of the game when it comes to cannabis for so long because a fun fact about oregon i've shared this before but we were the very first state to decriminalize cannabis in the 70s 
And then we became That's medical. Crazy. Yeah, first state in the United States to decriminalize weed. And what's really funny is if you look at the timeline of events, you can actually see that it was like right when um, right when San Francisco kind of lost its uh, reputation as like the hippie culture. Uh, because so like, you know, hate Ashbury back in the sixties used to be like the, the spot to be for the hippie culture. Like that's where Jefferson airplane would hang out. The grateful dead had a house there. Bob Dylan lived there. Like, I mean, everybody hung out on hate Ashbury. And what's really weird is this was before these people were famous. This was just the energy that was created there because a lot of the LSD testing was done around that area. So a lot of these people Mm -hmm. got their hands on that acid and then hung out with Timothy Leary. Yeah. yeah, And it, and it just started creating this vibe and creating this feel and this amazing energy. But then, of course, naturally, whenever that major energy ends up getting exploited, you have a bunch of junkies, runaways, people that just want to exploit that energy and then come there. But a lot of these right. hippies that started that energy all ended up flocking up to Oregon. And then mm. that's why and then also uh, Northern California and Southern Oregon. That's why if you go in that area, still the green yeah. triangle is in Northern California. That's why it's right. up there is because right, it because freaking, they held on to it. Ever since yeah. That and that's why if you notice a lot of the best weed comes from where the hippies flocked to. And it's because right. they all they they all were tied up with those natural Hindu plants and the Thai plants and freaking, you right. know, all the Nepal bud and all that kind of shit and all the really good land race strains. And then they started all these grow ops over here. And if you look at right. the timeline, hold on, I'm going to Google it real quick whenever Oregon became mm-hmm. legalized or decriminalized because the uh, it's in the 70s and it's like the early 70s. But it's it times up perfectly uh, to whenever all the hippies ended up flocking up. So it's like whenever they came to Oregon, right. they were like, mm, you know, we, we have a lot of people here now. Let's go ahead and just right. get weed legalized. And so make it so we're and not going to get like minded people. Too. Exactly. That's what it's all about. Exactly. And so it just created this amazing energy together. Yeah. 1973. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. And that's whenever it actually became decriminalized in Oregon. We were the, yeah, the very first state. And then it became uh medical in the 80s and so and Damn, I, that's not even that far afterwards exactly it wasn't even that far after and it just kind of became you know we've always just kind of been ahead of the game and that's why oregon uh has like you know some of the best weed in the united states like the weed right. the weed is built into the culture exactly Ex- even like it's crazy that you said that thing about the 70s too because you know reed college in portland oh yeah yeah, I performed there in 2017, and, like, I met with, like, a lot of the kids there and shit, and they were telling me, like, that back in the 70s, like, this was just an open, like, uh, festival, the Ren Fair that they have mm-hmm. every year, like, in April, they were saying it was just open, like, anybody could come from any state, like, you didn't even have to be in the school to go there. But, like, the parties were so crazy from people coming up from California mm-hmm. and Washington that, like, there would be thousands of kids all over the campus just, like, turning mm-hmm. into Woodstock every year. So after that, they canceled and just made it school exclusive to only people who go to the school can visit or, like, one of their friends, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, crazy. and those kids at Reed College have a lot of money, too. <laughs> because... Right, exactly. <laughs> like, Bro, they... like, I met this one kid, like, I swear he's reminding me of a young Steve Jobs. Like, the glasses, like, his facial hair. I was like, bro, this dude reminds me of Steve Jobs. Like, That's and then, crazy. like, after I left years later, I was just, like, I was randomly looking up Steve Jobs one day. And the only college he ever went to was Reed College. <laughs> he you... dropped out of Reed College and started Apple. That's crazy. He, and he yes, tried, Reed College here in Oregon? 
Yes, Reed College. I had no idea Steve Jobs went here. And he dropped out and started at. These random Oregon connections are so crazy that I'm learning about. Like freaking like uh Paul Allen living here, you know, the creator of Microsoft yeah, and shit. You yeah, know, I Nike's didn't even know that. crazy. Yeah, dude. Nike. Well, he was. He just recently died. But um uh Nike freaking is found it like created here and it's the headquarters Jeez. is here. And Adidas is headquartered here. Uh Columbia, obviously. Tillamook is headquartered here. Alpen Rose, a lot of like the major. New Olympic Stadium in Eugene too. Can't forget that. A new Olympic Stadium. Yeah, the one where they had the uh, like Olympic track meets. It oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, but also because University of Oregon doesn't fuck around with their track. Like that's right. You know, freaking. Um, uh, are you familiar with? Uh, he used to play for the Chiefs. I don't know where he's at now, but DeAnthony Thomas, the. Uh, uh, I've heard the name before, dude. That I'm guy. Not really a sports guy. Oh, okay. You know, that guy, freaking. Oh yeah, no, I got you, bro. <laughs> that guy, freaking. Uh, so he played for the Oregon Ducks, and he also, uh-huh. um, and then he went to the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm not sure where he was, but he was so fucking fast. It was crazy. There's a really good video you can watch of DeAnthony Thomas doing a 98 yard return. Like a 98 yard touchdown. It's insane. Watching his legs move is crazy. Yeah. Oregon's weed culture is definitely uh, very, very heavy, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that's changing in the Oregon weed culture for sure. As it's becoming more mainstream, it's becoming a lot more obvious that it's a lot more mainstream and a lot more right, people that corporate people are starting to get into this. Yeah. Space. Yeah. 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 Well, and also there's a, you know, there's a big political tension right now on Portland and it has been for a long time right now. So that's crazy. Like creating a whole different vibe amongst like the dispensary scenes and the different cultures and stuff like that. But then also you have like these corporations that are starting to buy up dispensary like chains and like monopolizing. Yeah, dude. Like there's this one company that freaking um, owns several different dispensary chains are called groundworks and they own um, like they own uh, like five zero trees. They own, um, Oh God, they own electric lettuce. They own a handful of like dispensary chains and they never change the name. So they just bought right. up the chain itself and they're just monopolizing on it. And I'm like, ugh, like and they're, they're probably just like not even announcing it. So it doesn't even no. seem like they're part of that type shit. Exactly. There's people that live here in Oregon that have no idea about this. Like, and, shit, and I, I've, I've, I've reached out to somebody from groundwork so I can kind of just try to get their, you know, their agenda and try to see what they're about, but nobody's responded right. so if anybody from groundworks is listening go ahead and reach out to me guys let's talk about <laughs> yeah. this you know, we want to know the truth, I'm, I'm not gonna you know it's like i'm not gonna make you look bad but i'm gonna ask you some hard questions because i think yes. that's i think that's one thing that we really need to start doing more here is in the weed community like you know we need to start asking those hard questions for the especially people like us that have just been in this for so long you know it's like it's like we deserved it exactly dude and i've i've stuck by the cannabis community to a point where i've actually had to change my idea of what i wanted to do for a living because so i used to be pursuing to become a firefighter and 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 i was really really into it and so like um i've I've talked about this before on the show but once i found out that firefighters you know they, they can't smoke weed you know, and I was oh, like, shit. you know, they, they can't smoke, which I think is bullshit because I don't know if you're familiar with how a firefighter shift works. They work 24 mm-hmm. hours. They work 24 hours on and 48 hours off. So you what? won't. So you work once every three days, but you work 24 hour shift. 
And so that's why that you crazy. that's why you stay overnight there at the fire station. That's why they cook dinners right. and know, stuff I like heard that. About that. Living upstairs. And yeah. Shit. So they have they have bunks. They have all that kind of shit. They have showers. They have a kitchen. They have a dining room. Like they have all that shit there at the fire station because they live together for at least a night. And so, but there's no reason why when that firefighter gets home that he's not going to be able to smoke. Like it doesn't exactly. make any sense. Not even at work, like. Exactly. Like he freaking just came home from a 24 hour shift. You tell me that guy can't go kick his boots off, light up a joint and sit there and relax on his couch after putting his life right. on the line for a city. Like you, you like, up. and you, you, that, that makes no sense. Cause I don't think that they should smoke on the job. So what I think they right. should do is develop a new drug testing policy. So, so you make it mm-hmm. so, cause they have a, a way you can tell if you smoked within like 48 hours, which means right. that they Through, obviously, like, the exactly. So there's obviously ways that you can tell if someone smoked within 24 hours. So if right. you suspect someone's been smoking or they're high on the job, what you would have to do is just freaking send them home and then bring them back right before their shift would be starting. So let's say they have a 7 a.m. shift and then bring them back at five o'clock in the morning to take one of those drug tests. Then they could actually tell if you've smoked within that 24 hour period, you know, and then wouldn't that be a good way to go about it? Because, I mean, it stays in your piss for how long, you know, (laughs) like I mean, (laughs) the the concept of testing uh, for THC in a urine analysis makes no fucking sense. It makes it so like if you smoked like you, you can't get a job anywhere because it takes so long months ago and it could still be be in your system. It makes no sense. But once I, you know, like I was thinking about like, you know, quitting so I could freaking pursue that. But then I was like, why would I do that? Because whenever I tell my stoner friends that I want to become a firefighter, they're all like, bro, that's dope. Fucking a, that's awesome. Do it. Like, but then once I tell my firefighter friends that I smoke, they're all fucking dicks about it like and i'm like that mm, that difference of the tracks a different crowd you know? exactly like, don't smoke and probably look down on smoking what was really shit, funny but... though is like when i was in high school i was doing my firefighter training and i used to fucking run circles around some of these guys and i used to get high every morning <laughs> like and that's it's right. like that just shows that goes to show that i'm still completely functional and i'm able to right. fucking ride on an engine jump off that engine use the tools to disconnect a fire hydrant connect that hose Ooh. to it run that water through and all that kind of shit all while in turnouts crawling through mazes meanwhile i'm getting God, high damn. every morning i'm getting high every morning and exactly dude and so and it was just like that difference of culture was really kind of toting me off but once firefighters can use cannabis once that's changed i'm fucking going right back into it like i'm right hey, back bro. for it <laughs> i don't know i see weed going federally legal for sure oh it will next like eight years oh i think sooner than that for sure i think sooner than that i think honestly i think federal legalization is going to be the push for whoever's going to be running for president in the next election 2024 yep yep that's exactly what they're going to do even economically like do Mm -hmm. you know how much that would like bring us back from like this two years of like us fucking up bread and getting deeper Mm -hmm. into debt exactly And we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna smoke ourselves out of debt, and that's exactly the way it's gonna work. You know? exactly. Bro, have you seen the uh, South Park uh, post COVID special? No, I haven't yet. No, it's literally what happens, bro. No, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> literally, like, that's crazy. Nuts. Well, they've already proven that uh, cannabis has actually a really positive effect on COVID. Like, you know, yeah, I saw Oregon University did a study on it. Right? Oh, yeah. It's been and there's been a several different studies on it. And it's like they've they've been really looking into this for a while that CBD and cannabis both are. Well, you know, cannabinoids, I should just say cannabinoids, right. THC, CBD, whatever it is. All of them mm-hmm. have really uh, positive effects on fighting COVID. 
So that's yeah, why bro. I'm always it was super powerful when it came out. It was just recently too, right? In the past couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, and they they actually so they've been talking about this for a while because oh, I caught I caught COVID back in like October. That's whenever oh. I caught COVID, and then uh, luckily for me, I beat that shit in 48 hours. Like Ooh. the 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 smell and taste uh, lasted like about a week and a half or so. But I was right. only I was only down and sick for two days. That was it. Like, and it was yeah. like it was a I think it was like a like a Thursday or no yeah it was a it was a Friday like night that I was starting to feel a little sick because my daughter ended up getting sent home because she got COVID like she ended up getting exposed to COVID so they sent her home and shit and then she couldn't go to school but then later on that week on like Friday or something I started feeling sick and then Uh, I was just like fuck this isn't good and then I was like, like whatever day it was, sick one night, and then the next morning felt like I got hit by a fucking truck, and I just, you know, just took vitamins, drank water, and just kind of rested all day. Same thing the following day, but then when I woke up the third day, I felt like I could go for a run. Like I had, oh shit, back to normal, dude. It was like gone, like it was crazy. It was, and it was, it was weird because I literally woke up not feeling it anymore. Like it was like Damn, just out of nowhere, like out of nowhere. Like. Yeah. And then I um, ended up and then that's actually I didn't take a test until after I was sick because I was right. sick. And then um, and then like my lady got sick and then she had to freaking go get tested. So I got tested mm-hmm. later on. And then when I actually did, that's whenever I found out I had COVID, but then I was already not sick anymore and shit. So unfortunately, (laughs) yeah, exactly. But, um, I did actually still like when I was not feeling well, I still actually went out and like got my weed and shit. So unfortunately I was a bit of a super spreader for a second, (laughs) (laughs) but I, I got myself, uh, I got the Delta, I got the Delta variant. That's what I caught, which apparently was crazy, bro. Like, do they actually tell you the type? Like when you get it? So no, that's just what was circulating when i was sick so oh, right, and sure, also and sure. according to the never, like, and everybody yeah, says that the delta had. the delta was like the worst one apparently like that's what they were saying i just googled it today too i was actually curious and i was like which which variant actually was the deadliest and apparently right. it was delta but luckily for me i'd fucking kick that shit really quick you know i want to make a t-shirt i want to make a series of t-shirts that says like like if you caught covid it says like lab rat alpha lab rat delta uh, <laughs> lab right, rat yeah, omicron i feel like i can monetize the fuck out of that (laughs) let's make a little bit of money so speaking of making money bro i want to go ahead and dive into the origins of big blunt buddy dude because i absolutely love absolutely love this fucking product and everybody listening i'm gonna go ahead and send some links down in the description below so you can check it out and definitely go on here and look at because you have a website for it right Yes, sir. Okay, okay, so Okay, bigbluntbuddy.bigcartel.com. And so I'll have the link for that down below, plus the Instagram pages as well. So go ahead and tell me how did how did you get started on this? How did the origin how did the idea come to mind about making a stuffed blunt buddy? I fucking love it, man. (laughs) Well, I had uh came up design, I'd say about twenty sixteen, because it was like art style i was using for like these dj mixes that i was dropping okay and then like from there i kind of just like started developing like a long-term idea for like that design but i was like in the meantime i figured something that i could do was just making like a physical version of it you know mm. just to kind of like warm people up to the idea of it so 
me and uh, my graphic designer, my bro BT, who uh, made a design for it, we started trying to find manufacturers. Then we find had to like you know check their work to make sure the product was decent, and we had to go back and forth on designs. So like it took us about like six months to get like mm-hmm. you know the perfect prototype of one, and then after that it was just like the ball was rolling, man. Mm-hmm. So for those listening, uh, just describe real quick what it looks like. You know, just kind of like do you have right. one on hand right now? Yeah, I do. Actually. Perfect. That's what I wanted to go grab earlier. Sweet. So it's <laughs> it's a big head. It's kind of a bowling ball shaped size with dreadlocks. And then he has shades on, dark shades, Easy E style almost. Mm-hmm. Easy E John Lennon collab. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, is a blunt coming out of his mouth with flames, orange, red, and yellow. Love Super it. Detail. And the body is pink and blue. And it's kind of like a ghost like tail at the bottom, you mm-hmm. know? And that. Arms are, you know, interlockable. You can tie them together, fold his hands. That's so cool. <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah, dude. Man. You should it's make. just like a little version of myself, to be honest. That, I, I could see it for sure, dude. I love it, dude. That is so cool. You should make an easy E one. Make him have like, yeah. a, make him have a Jerry Curl with a Compton hat. And just, Ooh, that would be legendary with the bunt too. exactly dude uh, you would sell <laughs> the gangster, fuck bro. out of those bro especially if you yeah. had like a like you make the stripes like black and gray instead of the pink and blue like and have a color yeah. scheme i dude i think that is so cool because once i redo the studio i'm gonna be getting mm-hmm. a couple of those blunt buddies to have in the background sure. like dude 100 percent because i love it so much so have you ever Appreciate considered that, doing like have you ever considered doing like custom ones um i have but to be honest like i already have like so many different designs mm-hmm. that like i'm like about to come with there's just like once i get like the, those different aspects out i feel like i can just start doing like you know like custom orders or pieces type shit mm, hell yeah but i just want to like kind of get some of my own shit out there more before i start diving into other things because i've like even had some offers for like some collabs and stuff but i just wanted to be right you know that's gonna be dope, man. Because I'm not gonna lie, I want a custom blunt buddy of myself. I want one. Like I really, Ooh, really, I want one so bad. With I the hat too. No, no, not the hat. So what I want is, uh, so I, I'll totally send you an image of exactly how I, how I like want him to look because right. I have, um, I have this. Uh, you probably saw it on my Instagram. I have a le- that leather jacket with a green sleeve mm-hmm. on it. So I want yeah. it to be wearing like a mock up of that, like. Ooh. It'd be really easy to make too, because you just have to get like a classic biker Ramon style jacket, and then just get like right. the studs on it, and then just paint the sleeve green with the white trim on it. Really, really yeah, easy to do. Fire, and then have him like you know freaking wearing uh, like same like type shades like Ray Bans basically, because that's right. like my, some of my favorite shades are aviators, Ray Bans mm-hmm. or aviators. And then normally right. I have my hair like because my hair's my hair's a little a little long right now, so no, but normally yeah. I have it uh, styled up like normally like slicked back, you know, like I use. Right, like- yeah, yeah exactly i use i use murray's pomade so i use freaking kind of like put it in like a you know pompadour type shit so right. like have him like that's that sort of hairstyle with the ray-bans my leather jacket and blunt jacket, back. that would be hard bro i'm gonna look the design up on instagram and like see what's up with that i'll, I'll do i will fucking i'll pay you for it if i need to bro yeah, like i'll say no more bro 
I will definitely, definitely pay you for it because I want to get one and put it up in the studio because I feel like it would be super dope. And that would be exactly. And I love smoking blunts, man. Like it's like one of my favorite (laughs) ways to smoke. As soon as I found out it was big blunt buddy. And I'm like, this was meant to be, I need to have this guy on the show, man. Hell yeah. Exactly, man. So how's, how's business been since you kind of started? Like, I love that it really took off because it was a byproduct of something else. Like you just wanted to get the word out there for your music, which I also want to dive into in a second. Like, so you wanted to get the word out for your music and stuff. And then this has ended up being a dope byproduct of it. So how has that kind of evolved, man? Well, to be honest, like since September, like I've just started getting like a lot of good feedback from it. And I think the commercial was really what did it. Cause like when a lot of people saw that, there's just like turning from just like a merch type thing. Like as they look at a lot of like artist related stuff into like its own brand, you know, mm. that's always what I wanted to do. Like I wanted to separate myself as an artist from myself as this brand you know Mm. like i kind of wanted the brand to be a separate thing for me just so people didn't look at it as merch like a t-shirt or something like that Mm. you know but um yeah i think the commercial was really what sold a lot of people on it for sure dope dope man so so for those that haven't seen it can you describe like what the commercial is because i'll put a link down to it in the description as well i got you it's basically um just me like holding a big bump buddy like have you ever seen this have you always had that one friend that smokes but it just can't be around you all the time (laughs) well look no further because here we have big blunt buddy the biggest bunch you've ever seen always with you at all times that's amazing it goes on to like list of price and shit like fuck yes bro have you ever considered like pulling that like on shark tank or something ah that would be a good idea low-key okay so So one thing, okay, so I'm going to go ahead and give you the word on this right now, and I think you might be able to still jump on it. Um, Are you busy in May? Uh, No, not right now. Okay, so I'm going to be going to the G4 Live event and the Bud Tender Awards, right, Uh in Las Vegas. And it's a lot of fun. It's a fucking blast down there. And they're they're partners of mine on the show and everything like that. And they're like we we do some work together. And so what I'm actually what I wanted to give you some advice on is if you go there, bro, they have a thing where they actually have investors for businesses involving the cannabis industry. Oh shit. Like just specifically for that. It's literally like a shark tank setup, like wherever you can pitch your business idea to these people. And Damn. and they actually have some legit legit shot callers in the industry and stuff like that so write it down as the g4 live event and check it yeah, out that's what I was doing right now. perfect i kind of noticed i i, know, I saw that i saw yeah, the arm i saw the little shoulder it. twitch of the hand movement <laughs> it's, it's g4 live yeah g4 live so uh i'll send you a freaking actually i'm just gonna go ahead and send you a link for their instagram right now while we just have it on the subject that way you can go ahead and check them out because they do this kind of stuff and they really want to get businesses going in the cannabis industry and stuff and yours is like absolutely fucking perfect for it man like i know for a fact that you could do really well at this event because even if dude if you were able to get like a booth there maybe go there just to kind of check it out the first year and then the following right. get yourself a booth there you're gonna sell out of your big blunt buddies 
like yeah, bro even just like entered showing my face for the first one like, exactly dude it's and it's a it's a networking opportunity that's made out of gold my friend because this is actually my this is one reason why the um the podcast has actually like grown so well and i've actually been able to develop a little bit of a reputation down there in las vegas now because of this mm-hmm. event i just went there was able to network with so many fucking dope people um i actually met one of the keynote speakers and now he's like my mentor he's fucking super dope Damn, dude yeah it was really cool man i got i met him freaking um at the freaking bar at the after party when we were just kind of chilling there talking and stuff and then we just ended up clicking really well and we're kind of helping each other out with our brands and stuff and so you really need to you need to go go to this event because it's going to be amazing for you it's like it's like middle of may and so uh i'm going to send you the link right now and then it has all the details on their instagram page boom just sent it to you bud okay cool and so uh yeah it's i think it's may 11th through the 14th i think i think that's the dates of the Mm -hmm. event and so i'll be i'll be going down there the 10th through the 15th just so i have an extra day before and after just to kind of mellow out and shit but dude and also this year uh travis barker and snoop dogg are performing Mm -hmm. (laughs) dude for real it's for the first time ever and it's actually snoop dogg's doing a dj set has uh, dj snoopadelic yeah Uh he's on a lot of shit as uh snoopadelic in vegas that's like his go-to spot Mm -hmm. for sure i don't blame him bro it's a fun city have you ever been Nah. Oh shit, dude. No, we're gonna have so much fun if you end up going, bro. It is so much fun. And uh like I said, the event is awesome because they have it there at the um uh so this year last year it was at the Mandalay Bay. Uh this year it's mm-hmm. gonna be over at the new um Resort Worlds Hilton. Like that's uh, where it's gonna be at the it's like the newest casino that's in Vegas. Oh, super shit. fucking nice like really really nice place and it's gonna be there but last year when i was there we were chilling outside at the smoke area at the mandalay bay and everybody was just fucking lighting up just getting stoned and shit like no yeah, one cared because yeah, i know it's wrecking vegas too, oh yeah so for sure you can you can smoke yeah. pretty much anywhere nobody gives a shit like i've been walked right. down i've just walked down the middle of the strip with a blunt in hand nobody fucking cares <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, so cool freak. Definitely, bro. So you need to go there. We need to party together there because Definitely, it's going to be a great networking schedule. opportunity for you, dude. And I want to I want to get one of those custom blunt buddies made. <laughs> I got like, you, bro. I'm going to tap on the design and shit. For I mean, sure. Bro, most for definitely, sure. man. So I want to dive into your music career, man, because, I mean, I have a big passion for music. I've had tons of musicians on the podcast, and I, I like right. that. You know, it's, and I also have – it's so funny. You cover all three bases of different guests that I like to have on the show. You're, you're involved in cannabis. You're a business owner yeah. and you're a musician so it's right, like, like you got the hat trick red. bro <laughs> yeah. hey, man of many hats man. <laughs> i love that hey uh, me too uh, bro that's dope that is so dope looking i love it <laughs> that's sick what's on the under what's Thanks. on the underside of it because of the top uh, for those like that dream catching shit oh okay okay so yeah it's it's reversible it's got a dream catchers on the one side, all kind of neon Crazy. colored. And then the other side has, it's all white and it's got like little pink and blue birds kind of all around yeah. them. Yeah. Just for those listening. So they can get a little description of it. It's like a but fisherman's man. hat beanie kind of style thing. It's dope. Yeah, it's like a baby, like pirate hat. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like fucking, uh, like that Paddington bear or something like that. <laughs> like yeah, it's exactly. got like, it's like that style hat. That's dope, man. Maybe from a baby blanket. That's, that's even better it's resourceful i'm all about that shit man so tell me about your freaking music career how'd you get started in music and what do you like to do man well um i 
do a little bit of everything. Like I produce, rap, sing, but my music career kind of started like just playing instruments in like elementary school and like when I was a kid and shit. But when I like towards the end of my high school career, I started doing like little freestyle vlogs on like YouTube, like nice. literally just holding the phone up selfie style and like rapping into the camera and shit like over a beat I was playing on my PSP. Nice. <laughs> this is just like, it was kind of like just early days of vlogging, like 2009, 2010 mm. type shit. And kind of from there, like I started to make like a little like local fan base. And then like I started teaming up with some people who actually like had equipment and can record. So after that, I was just like, all right, it's just a go. I'm just recording it from now on, like officially, like on a real mic. The quality was still like, you know, questionable, but it was a microphone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, but um, from there, like I just kept like grinding that, grinding that out to the point where like, I just started like networking with more and more people. And from there, it's just like, just been a scale you know mm. like i started making like i'd say more like aggressive like drill type music and then like i transitioned to like an r&b sound then i like did some pop vibes like mm. so much just kind of really all over the place to be honest hell yeah man so what's your so what's your songwriting process like when you're sitting down to create music man what, what sort of vibe do you like to create around you um well to be honest, like, it depends on, like, the mood of the song. Because, like, whatever, like, beat that I hear, you know, it's just, like, I'm just about to, like, kind of express how I feel or how that beat makes me feel when I hear it type shit. So it's just, like, if I hear something, I'm like, all right, this is something that I can easily, like, expound on because it's, like, simple. Then I'll just kind of, like, freestyle it and just go off the head type shit. But if it's something where I was like, all right, this is like a deeper, like emotional type thing, then I'll like actually sit down and write it out and plan it. Mm. Hell yeah, man. That's what's up. And do you find that whenever you have those, I mean, I know because it depends on the song and the energy of the song. Do you find that whenever you do both of those styles of writing that they kind of tap into different parts of your brain? Like, do Oh, you... yeah, definitely. Okay. Like, so, so can you explain the difference maybe kind of elaborate on that? Yeah, well, with the writing process, I feel like it's just, like, I'm kind of, like, clearly forming, like, my own little, like, world or my own narrative. Like, I'm, like, telling you everything that I want to say, mm. like, in the clearest form, like, straightforward. But when I'm, like, freestyling, it's more of, like, flinging paint at the wall almost, but, like, you've got a technique on how you want it to look type shit, like... Mm. But you're still experimenting at the same time because you're like flinging it, you know. I like that. But I feel like that that aspect of it is more like freeing and therapeutic because it's just kind of just like a release, like you're just letting some shit out type shit. Some shit you might not even know that you needed to let out. Yeah, most definitely. Which one do you find you enjoy more? Uh, the uh, the freestyling for sure. Because like I said, it's like therapeutic. It's just like after you do it, you just like. You feel like you just took a shit, you know? Like, he just, like, he's like, oh, shit, I feel like 10 times better. Like, it's like an, like an emotional enema. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Every that's, time. That's awesome, bro. That's that's fucking dope, man. So, I mean, how, what what sort of musicians do you look up to? Like, when, when you, like, what, what's on your playlist right now? Oh, man, I've got a crazy taste, bro. I'm not going to lie. I'm all like, about that. 
what well it depends on my mood but like because i have playlists for different things like i have a playlist of smooth music where i just listen to like r&b or like folk or like pop type shit or even just like music scores like film scores and shit i love listening mm. to shit like that um but on the regular like i listen to a lot of like flint music like flint michigan rap mm. uh west coast rap michigan is low-key killing in the rap scene right now like they low-key taking over like not even just their artists but the sound and the production is kind of like mainstream right now and i'm mm. loving it because i've been a fan of a lot of good people are there any particular time. are there any particular artists from that area that you could recommend to people oh man there's a laundry list but <laughs> i'm trying to give you i'm trying to give you like 10 you know uh rio the young og is from uh flint michigan super fire y and j he's from beecher michigan super fire Crispy Life Kid, also from Beecher, Super Fire. Um, Grindhard E from Flint, Michigan, one of my favorites, absolute favorites. Like, no one no one can rap like him. He's one of one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Louis Ray from Flint. We got Babyface Ray from Detroit. Band Gang Lonnie Bands. Back to Babyface Ray from Detroit. He's about to drop a crazy album right now that has Wiz Khalifa on it. G Herbo, Pusha T, um, Young Lean. That's crazy, <laughs> and, bro. And random other mainstream artists. But this is his first actual like Empire uh, record label music release. So it's like his first debut album. So it's about to go crazy. And I've been a fan of him since like 2013. So it's crazy to see his progression. Hell yeah. Uh, Bang Gang Lonnie Vance. Uh, the Shitty Boys, aka Baby Tron, Baby Tron, Sandy, and uh, Will. They're a group called Shitty Boys. Just to clarify that. Um, let's see, two more. Pablo Skywalking from Detroit. YSR Grams from Flint. Well, from Beecher. I apologize. Okay. Flint and Beecher are two like super uh, small towns in Michigan, mm. but they're like literally like one street away but people like they know they they want you to say the difference because there is like that there's a lot of stuff that goes on okay (laughs) okay Okay. well thanks for the recommendations bro definitely have to check all of those guys out i love i love getting introduced to new music and artists and stuff like that because also i mean shit who knows maybe i can get one of them on the podcast if they're if i'm interested enough that would be dope oh really oh that would be sick man for sure definitely send the episode their way and have them hit me up if they're interested in coming on the show because i have artists on all the fucking time man that's freaking dope man and so do you i I love michigan man it's it's a it's do you go there a lot um uh, to be honest like i don't but every time there it's just it's a lot of fun bro it's 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 funny because i was actually just wearing my detroit red wings beanie like just earlier today actually because i'm I'm a big hockey fan so i i love love the red the penguins and the red wings are my favorite teams i fucking love 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 the red wings and they um i gotta see the um i gotta see the nhl winter classic when i was uh back in 2014 there in ann arbor it was in ann arbor at the big house oh shit it was crazy. I had no idea at the time that that was the largest stadium in the U.S. 
like for hockey or just in general just in general like it's the oh, shit. it's at at university of michigan it's the and it's like the third largest in the world like the third yeah, largest stadium crazy, it's bro. crazy bro as far as capacity goes because it holds like holds like a hundred and two thousand people or it holds over a hundred thousand people yeah it's crazy and then that it's year like fucking rome coliseum shit. bro for real for real man and it's like uh it held that many held like over a hundred thousand people and let me see what it, what the actual capacity was for the game because they actually went like over capacity went for the hockey game they had had more than they um than they actually were like it, it it's more than the capacity yeah, of the stadium yeah let me see nhl 2014 nhl winter classic uh co- attendance that's what i'm looking for there was a hundred and five thousand four hundred and ninety one people at that hockey game Sheesh. it was fucking insane but when i was there yeah, the floor is probably shaking dude it was crazy like... and it was like uh and when i was there it was snowing like crazy because they just they were going through a really bad winter storm perfect hockey environment it was super uh-huh. duper fucking cold though but um whenever i was there i got a visit not only just around ann arbor but i got to go to detroit as well and i right. fucking fell in love with detroit like i yeah, fucking bro it is it is and i actually got to see firsthand how much help that city needs like for real and i got i got a big love for the city of detroit because also the i love the energy that's there because people that are from detroit are very very proud to be from detroit Mm -hmm. and i got so much i got so much respect for that like when someone is so proud of the city they're from and they have a lot of that hometown pride that's something i Mm -hmm. i really i wish we had more of that here in portland like i wish we had more of that but unfortunately a lot of from portland too uh, oh oh yeah 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 for sure man definitely i i've i've seen portland go through all the different uh phases you know like i've seen it go from like the the racist skinhead capital of the world to like the Uh freaking the hippies to like the hipsters to the political craziness that's going on now to now it's just like a drug just haven it's crazy like how right. how much is actually transitioned and now they have that uh, new law here in Portland that basically says if you're caught with like any amount of drug that that's only like a misdemeanor up to a certain amount right like that a, just passed like last year mm-hmm. right? and it's it's yeah. shown its effect for sure because a lot of like people aren't doing a damn thing about anything anymore so now you got people just shooting up in the street nobody can do anything about it the cops won't do anything Sheesh. about it but then if the citizens act on it we'll get in trouble like and it's right. it's it's really fucked up. It's like They're just like an ultimate gray area. Dude, it, it's it's weird. It's like it's like they're locking citizens into becoming victims. Like and it, it makes no sense. Like it's like right. what like if we fight back, then like you know we get in trouble. Like but then it's right. like you know it's 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 really crazy because now there's just like the random like uh, this is all over the country, not just Portland, but the uh, the shoplifting mm-hmm. is just crazy. How you'll see people just walk oh, in, yeah. just I've take heard about the smashing grabs, dude. Like it's insane. People will just literally walk in, just put shit in their carts, and just walk out. Like, like just completely em- emboldened and brazen and stuff like that. And if anybody tries to do anything, right. they'll get them with pepper mace or they'll beat them with clubs or something like that. Or Ooh. yeah. And in, yeah, uh, yeah. And down in LA, there was a video I saw of a train yard that freaking is just riddled with packages. Cause people will wait for the trains to slow down, hop onto uh-huh. the train, use bolt cutters, cut open the container, empty what? out whatever the fuck they this is why a lot of shelves are uh bare it's because a lot of right. these supplies are getting fucking just taken 
Like that's the other supply chain shortage. Yeah, <laughs> doing the old West style and shit, dude. For it's real, two shortages at once going. On. It's like the fucking Wild West. People are just robbing <laughs> oh, trains shit. literally right now. It's insane. That's crazy. But then at the meantime, there's shitloads of places that are hiring. Like people are desperate for employees right now. So it it just right. it's a weird a weird energy. That's why I'm you know that's why I'm glad that there's folks like us that have the entrepreneur mindset, so we can try to keep the gears turning in our own sense. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Exactly. You know, do all like, part type shit. Exactly, exactly. And I'm not really a person like that. Really, I don't. I, I really don't like working for other people very much. I I really prefer to work my own schedule and work for myself and Same. everything like that. You know that being an entrepreneur is so important, especially nowadays. Whenever everybody's so beaten down right now, and everyone's just been out of work for so long, people don't know what to do, and then government's running, money is running out, and it's just it's right. getting fucking nuts. But we just need to keep our gears turning. You know what I'm saying? Forget about it. Exactly. <laughs> do as much as you can and shit. That's what I always say. You gotta do what you can so you can do more and shit. Hell yeah, most definitely, bro. Dude, what was it like to be featured on No Jumper? Oh man, low key, that was fucking crazy. Were you expecting like, to be actually given a shout out on the podcast and everything? I wasn't, to be honest, because like you know they have like in the description to their uh, like YouTube videos and stuff they have that PO box and shit there. If you look. And um, I just wound up sending one in, just off the love type shit, just being a fan. And then when they actually, like, they did a reveal of, like, P.O. box items and shit, and when, like, when they took mine out, they were like, oh, shit, like, they really were hyped about it. Dude! To the point where they even put it, like, on the shelf, like, part, like, between the tables and shit, and, like. I watch, like, podcasts on there all the time. Me like, too. Like, you know, for show at the end of the day and shit. And, like, just seeing my shit right there. Even it was there for interviews and shit, too. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, like, monumental, you know? That's so cool, Great man. Promo, big love, like... Fuck yeah, yeah bro. Have you had anybody hit you up from that? Just people like, hey, bro, I saw you on No Jumper. I want to get one of those. Plenty of people, bro. That's like, so cool. Because he said my Instagram, like, in yeah. the episode and shit. That yeah, is so, so like, awesome, man. The Flowing in Hell sure. yeah, bro! And like I said, man, I think it's that that karm. I think that's car- that that karmic energy that you've been creating, and now this is how right. everything just comes full circle. Because you seem like you're a man of very good presence. I'm excited to hang out and smoke with you in person, bro. When you yes, decide to come out here, man. and when actually, we actually, I'm probably gonna be out there um, either 420 or Cinco de Mayo. Perfect. Because I'm gonna be in LA for. Uh, have you heard of the Smokers Club Smoke Fest? Uh, sounds familiar. It's like yeah, a big festival is happening like April thirtieth. It's gonna be like mm. Wiz Khalifa, Snoop Dogg, Alchemist, uh, Juicy Damn. J, K. Cuddy, Playboy Cardi. The lineup is crazy. That's Asher fucking Ross, awesome. Cray Sean, crazy lineup. But anyway, I'm gonna be out there for that. So I'm thinking to come in the uh, Oregon maybe a week before or a week after type shit. Hell yes, bro. That's gonna be fucking dope. Well, whenever you're out here, hit me up, man, because we'll do that part two we were talking about at the social club. Because then we can Definitely freaking go man. there and have, because have you been out there since you've since when you come no, out here, I haven't. dude, I it I is so cool. The Khalifa Social Club. Anybody that ever visits Oregon, make sure you come over to the Oregon City area, which is about 20 miles outside Portland. And it's a great, great spot. It's fucking super dope. They have pool tables. They have rigs you can rent. They have bongs you can rent. They have Ooh, you can. The only rules fun. is is no alcohol, no tobacco. That's the only rule. So you can't smoke hey, a Dutch. Go with me. Exactly. But the cool <laughs> thing is, is they have those Crop Kings blunt wraps. I like to use a Crop Kings uh, because it's like it's a tobacco inspired hemp wrap. 
So it's got like mm-hmm. the same type of feel and this it burns kind of like a tobacco leaf, but it's actually made out of hemp. So those hey, are those sad. are yeah. Those are dope. Yeah, and they actually have an adhesive so you don't have to lick them. So they actually have like a little yeah. like an adhesive like gum. Like what's that? Like a raw paper almost. Yeah, kind of, kind of. But what they what they do is you don't even have to lick these because they have like a little strip. You can just tear it off, and then it's, it exposes oh, the adhesive. And then, shit. yeah, dude. That's super fun. And then you can also just you can also stuff them like a cone if you want to as well. They're really easy just to shape first, and then you can just stuff them right. like a cone if you want. That's what I like to do. So I have little baseball bats just. <laughs> man i had a fucking blast hanging out with you bro and there's one new question i like to get from everybody on the podcast because you're a super dope person and i'm excited for this answer you have the audience listening right now and you have people listening so what would you say you want your message to the world to be well to be honest if i could talk to everyone in the world right now and just live a one message it would just be to come together, you know? Like, mm. shit's been so fucked up for, like, so many years in a row. I just feel like if we all just kind of, like, give a fuck about each other <laughs> for a little bit, not just ourselves, but, like, all of us as a whole, like, we would just, like, be in a way better space. So I just challenge somebody to, like, care about somebody else today, you know? Mm-hmm. Not just themselves, but care about somebody else, too. Not even necessarily somebody, you know? anybody for sure definitely that's a great fucking message bro so before we sign off man let everybody know where they can find you on all the social media platforms and how they can get in touch with you if they want a big blunt buddy hey well if you want a big blunt buddy go to bigbluntbuddy.bigcartel.com you can find the company's page at at bigbluntbuddy on instagram and you can find my page kemet k-e-m-e-t underscore dank on instagram and twitter and youtube hell yeah and where can they check out your music man um all platforms spotify itunes apple music soundcloud just search kim and dank and the albums will come in awesome <laughs> and all those links will be in the description below so that way if anybody listening you can go ahead and just give those a click give them a follow because i'm gonna be promoting the fuck out of your business dude i absolutely love hey, your product you, man. man most definitely it. thank you for having Bro, I, I, I had a setup, man. oh, dude, thank you. I had a blast talking to you, man. Like I said, I can't wait to meet you in person. We're gonna smoke up and get super baked, shoot some pool, and then hang out with the big blunt buddies, and then hopefully get that <laughs> custom one freaking made up, man. Definitely, bro. That's I, it. I, I need to get that made. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Hippie Speedball Podcast. It is Joe, your host with the most Joe, and I will see you guys next time. Peace. Peace.